Hey everyone, I want to talk to you real quick about Anchor. I love podcasts, and back in high school, I tried to start one. It crashed and burned almost immediately because high school schedules are basically the anti podcast. But after deciding to revive and remodel it in 2021, actually being able to record in 2022, Anchor was instinctually my first port of call. Now, this is not a sponsored segment, much as I wish it was. Anchor really is just that good. It's super quick, super easy to do. I record on my dingy laptop with a mid-tier mic, and Anchor just makes it so efficient to get these episodes out there. What's more, you can pre-record segments like this one, for example, upload them, and drop them into wherever you want to drop them in during your episode. And you can do that all just on your phone. It's so... I. I don't want to overuse the term super easy, but it, it really is super easy. If you want to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about, I would highly recommend getting Anchor. All right, well, that's quite a way we bring to you our feature presentation. Hey everyone, welcome to our feature presentation where every Friday I, Maddie, sit down with one of my many delightful friends and we engage in high-minded intellectual discussion about a select cinematic work for roughly an hour and a half. This week's work will be Predator 2 and the delightful friend is Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. I gotta love the fact that we're talking about cinematic masterpieces and it's the sequel to an action flick, which is consider the opposite of a cinematic masterpiece somewhere martin scorsese's rolling rolling in his bed full oh. of money <laughs> martin he's made i like scorsese i don't i think that marvel uh, question is gonna haunt him for the rest of his life i know i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just most i'm mostly just taking yeah, the piss yeah. really but anyway so who is brian what do you do tell the nice people a little bit about yourself uh, well, I am a human of sorts. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm someone who's kind of in between jobs in the real world. But when it comes to content creation, my own channel, which has been going strong for about six, almost seven years now, is mostly gameplay things, uh, uh, syncing fighting game characters to music that I think fits was kind of mm -hmm. how I got started. And then it went into various gameplay things like i do ghost of tsushima and the arkham series and and once a month i do my own little podcast thing about jacob which maddie is a regular member it's called the wraith cast because i love branding <laughs> yeah well that i obviously i will put that in the show notes so I'll put that in the doobly-doo we... <laughs> yeah so before we get started, the question that I ask everyone on this show is you are going to the movie theater today and you have picked out your movie and you've just woken up for the day. What is your movie theater routine? This can be any weird habits or rituals that you may have. How's your timekeeping? What are your go-to snacks? Do you prefer friends or flying solo or anything like that? I'm a pretty basic bitch when it comes to the movie theater. You go in, you, you show up for showtime, you grab some popcorn and various other snacks and then go out of your way. I'm not 
to use a, to use an interesting choice of words kinky with my mm-hmm. uh, with my movie theater going experience. The the most freaky I ever got was one time I did nachos instead of popcorn. That was fun. I've but, only nah, ever done nachos once as well. <laughs> yeah, but nah. Other, other, other than that, I'm a other than that. Like I said, I'm a pretty basic bitch. So yeah, uh, I yeah I've only done nachos once. That was in Aquaman and. I nautical dude. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get uh, salted popcorn and a slushy, blue raspberry. Gotta mm. be blue raspberry. I love blue uh, drinks. <laughs> we don't have, uh, as far as I'm aware, we don't actually have slushies at our movie theater, so you'll be sorely disappointed in that. Oh. But, but uh, yeah, no, I do, I do, I do popcorn as well. Whatever it is, it's you, you gotta, you gotta do popcorn. It's like you gotta the do movie staple. Alright, so, uh, Predator 2, what is it, 1990? Or was it 1991? I always forget. I will... I'll yeah, 1990, check for 1990, I checked, don't worry. Uh, all right. I got it, I got all of my notes. Uh, so, what is your history with this movie, whether that is, you know, a character or an actor or the genre itself, the director, maybe what got you to watch this movie in the first place? Uh, Mortal Kombat X. Um, and, and I'll explain that the logic there. Um, what I had only ever seen the first predator movie before, um, Mortal Kombat X came out and showed that the predator was going to be in it. So, what happened with Mortal Kombat was that it was on my birthday. I distinctly remember this because that's the first combat pack trailer came out on my birthday in 2015. And you saw Jason and Tanya and Tremor. And then the predator was revealed and I kind of lost my shit because it's the goddamn predator, man. (laughs) I read the, I read some of the comics. I, um, and I had seen the first movie, but as for my fatality Friday series, which is the first major series I did, I, had to do some research for some of the guest characters like Jason Voorhees because I hadn't seen a Friday the 13th movie. So I rewatched the first Predator and then noticed that uh, Predator 2 was actually on TV at the time. Uncut, mind you. (laughs) So, yeah, I got to watch Predator 2 on the boob tube in more ways than one with that phrase. But... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so that's how I kind of happened upon Predator 2 was uh, I, I needed to do a little more research into it for Mortal Kombat X. And I found, hey, I out about the City Hunter and the fun little gimmick that that's got going on there. Because the because fun fact, the uh, outro, if you don't fatality the opponent in if you just like uppercut them in the finish him sequence for the Predator, it's yeah, straight yeah, yeah. out of Predator 2, which is fantastic. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Uh so for me, it was, I went, like you, I saw Predator 1. No, I watched Predators first, the 2010 one with uh, my oh, man God. Adrian Brody. <laughs> and <laughs> I love Adrian Brody. He's a funny guy. He always plays and then, funny and then, and then he ends up, and then he somehow ended up in Splice. <laughs> I do not know what that is, oh, I confess. Oh, we, I'll, I'll have to tell um, you about that one later. Judging from your action, yeah, I assume it's good. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I watched Predators, and then uh, I found out there were other movies, and this was a franchise, so I watched Predator 1. 
somewhere in between, I watched AVP, but we're not talking about aliens, so we're gonna leave that for now. But then I watched Predator Two, and I was like, "Oh wait, this is really fucking good. I like this movie a lot." <laughs> so that was my kind of progression. I got into it through the other movies. Which I, f- which I feel like is a and... more natural progression than going from movies to comics to video games back to yeah. the movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's like, it's still, I kind of bounced around a little bit. But, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, so, I don't, I had to kind of rush it because I watched Encanto earlier today and I forgot we were recording. So I didn't have much time to watch the full movie, but I watched a little bit. And I have a couple of notes, though not as many I would as I would like for this segment. But what are some things that you love about this movie? Are there any kind of memorable scenes or pieces of dialogue that stick in your mind? Uh, did it remind you of any other works well, that you love? First off, I love the idea. Like, I've always been kind of a sucker of, for the idea of like, okay, you've introduced your new big scary badass monster or old in the case of, for instance, Jurassic Park. Uh, so what's the natural progression? Yeah. Take it to the city, baby, which is like, again, that's part of why I really like, for instance, the Lost World, because it's not every day that you get a T-Rex rampaging in San Diego. So what else so what so with predator 2 moving from the jungle from the from the jungle of the trees to the concrete jungle was of la was a fantastic move in my opinion and it really oh yeah absolutely that was my first note as well i love the oh yeah the city setting yeah finish your thought and and then then come in with again setting it during a massive heat wave which is a more comfortable time for the predator to be running around less uh, yeah, because it's canonically drawn to heat and conflict, so adding the gang war in there as well. I think it's a great play on words, because the heat and conflict in the first movie, it was, you know, the heat of the South American jungle, and, you know, uh, the conflict of soldiers yeah. at war. Uh, which, random tangent I learned about yesterday, actually, uh, you were... Uh, in the first Predator movie, I know we're talking about Predator 2, but I just learned this. Uh, no, I mean, like, we can branch off, yeah. just as long as it's, like, mostly contained within Predator. I expect us to talk a little bit about Alien, but if you want to branch into other Predator movies, okay, that's cool, fine. I just learned this the other day. So, fun fact, the remember, remember how Dutch had a machete, and then he immediately threw it in one guy, and it's never picked up again? That's because yeah. the machete that uh, they used for the movie, like the prop machete for the movie, was too was so heavy and cumbersome that the cast and crew got pissed <laughs> off with it, and the director was just like, "Yo, Arnie, could you just chuck that away?" And then they they weaseled in the stick around joke. So <laughs> little bits like of uh, behind the scenes stuff like that always uh, get me interested, which uh, led me to. Which led me to recall some of the more interesting little tidbits in Predator lore that I have to double check to see if that they were originally in there or not. Like one of the gang, uh, one of the gangs, I believe, was a Jamaican gang, and they had dreads, so that you knew they were Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I think if I remember correctly, in the lore of the Predator universe, the reason why the gang wore dreadlocks was to kind of 
uh, commemorate or channel this uh, Jamaican demon monster that had dreadlocks, which you could probably guess what that was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, the predator, yeah. So yeah. It's, I like a little behind the scenes, little lore things like that. And the city had this feeling of like the predator has mastered the jungle, so let's move him elsewhere. It's like doing something new with the old, and that's just oh god. The city was so perfect because you know skyscrapers are taller than trees you've got civilians it's not just like an isolated jungle setting you know there's a lot more like players involved i guess yeah it's just oh it's so good and also uh the said the city kind of weirdly enough it contributes to this feeling of the movie being like a cyberpunk 2020 campaign <laughs> Loki, where like all the characters play the cop class, and the predator is like this cybernetically enhanced, like cyber psycho or something. I just, I always felt like felt like a campaign, yeah. you know, for yeah, or uh, something like that. And that it's an interesting thing that you bring up the the city being a new element to the predator because you know we're used to seeing him in jungles and. Presumably, the the Yaucha would usually hunt on, you know... It cut out a little bit there, so you just want to, like, repeat your answer to uh, that yeah, question. Yeah, sorry. Um, I got... So, I'll I'll just very quickly explain what happened uh, uh, as an apology. Uh, I, got a, I got a random spam call right in... <laughs> um, at least I'm pretty sure it was a spam call. They actually left a voicemail, so I'll see what that is afterwards. But in any case, right, city stuff. So most of the time when predators are hunting, they're hunting the most dangerous game on the planet. And that usually would imply like a more naturalistic sort of thing. Like I've seen fan art of predators going after T-Rex, for instance, or so. You, and, and you see, yeah. again, at the end of Predator 2, you see all of the alien skulls that are there, which are presumably from, you know, non-sentient beasts. So when it's time to, tackle something with you know with um human level intelligence inside of a giant city that's yeah. a new challenge that the that canonically the yaucha love um new challenges so that's why you know a lot of the new blood show up hunting humans because it's like hey these guys are actually kind of clever so yeah but i think you know in comparison <laughs> on like the scale of i think threat level Humans are probably the lowest in the eyes of the predators, so I think it's also a kind of fun little. We're like the hazing for the that newbies. That is literally kind of. what like, we hey, are. Don't yeah, fight these humans. <laughs> so things that I love. Uh, I also had. Uh, I'm just trying to pick like uh, what notes I want to talk about because again, I did not get my full set of notes because I didn't have time to watch the movie fully. So I gotta pick and choose. Oh, I do want to talk about how the main characters, it's uh, Mike, Danny, Leona, and Jerry. They had a really, they had a surprisingly intimate dynamic. They really felt like friends who sincerely care about each other. And I was surprised by that because it, <laughs> I don't want to say I've, rarely seen that it's but not like, oh, it's, it's not something you would expect out of an action movie that amount of character depth and development not right? even not even that because i wouldn't say they're particularly 
deep characters. They're quite archetypal, but it's more about how they interact with each other and how they joke around. Maybe I'm just sick of how the MCU <laughs> puts in the bare minimum to make us see that these characters <laughs> care about each other outside of like, I don't know, Stephen Bucky. But yeah, it's just, it's so nice to see them care about each other. They joke around. There's this, um, when we first meet uh, Jerry Lambert, who's like the new guy of the squad, he's like, he's, he's, um, he's set up as like this ladies man and this kind of flirty dude. And he like unknowingly <laughs> flirts with Leona. And Danny and Mike are watching him from Mike's office window. And Danny leans over to Mike and he says, Oh, it looks like he's putting the moves to Leona. And they both at the same time say his first big mistake. So not only does that tell us something about Leona and the frequency with which this happens, but also they know how it's going to turn out. They have like, this has happened enough that They've kind of bonded over it, and it's kind of like an initiation for everyone new that they work with. It's like, oh, they think, oh, Leona's a pretty girl, I have a shot, and then she's, like, mean and stuff. And it's just, it's so fun to see them joke around, knowing what's gonna happen next. And, oh god, I just, I love them. I love the way they interact. I love that, uh, you know, Harrigan is scared of heights. He's on the roof after the drug bust, and Danny's like helps him get down <laughs> and oh god oh. can we also talk about how jerry lambert is played by bill paxton who plays i forget his name the character's name but he's the guy in aliens who says hicks i'm, I'm pretty sure that's his name he plays hicks, hicks. Uh. yes yes it is hicks Dwayne hicks well that's great that's just fucking great man now what the fuck are we supposed to do we're some real pretty shit now man you finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? That poor bastard. That poor, poor bastard in that movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's all uh, it's so funny how they stole oh, the well, And and uh, clearly, clearly the guys behind Predator love aliens because you know, they stole Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, definitely. They have they have, you know, references littered uh, throughout. Stole. It's just it's just comical yeah. to me. It's like they all it's almost like this was meant to be, like they had planned ahead of time that, oh, we're we're totally gonna cross over with the alien yeah. franchise and it's totally gonna be a thing. But I think it took him like until nineteen ninety-five yeah. for that to actually happen. Mm. I feel like this is gonna be a much, much shorter episode than I want it to be because I don't have Oh, don't worry about notes. it. I'm I'm sure I'm uh, sure I'm sure with all with uh, my crazy tangents and random bullshit we'll make it to an hour and a half. Oh, uh, yeah, we can we can pad this <laughs> runtime. Um, I also, there was this weird moment in, so, like, we have this establishing shot of um, the police station and, like, what kind of state it's in. It's, like, packed to the brim, and there's, like, this really cool, like, uh, it's, like, Spanish hip-hop playing. It's great. And there's this one guy in the background as we, like, sweep over the the holding pen and there's this guy behind a desk on the phone this woman's called into the station we don't see this woman because she's on the other side but he says the guy says something like um lady if your toilet's broken call a plumber 
not the police station. And I think it's just like, it's just a fun little world building that just, God, I don't, I can't put into words what I love about that moment, but the movie's full of these little moments that just contribute. Yeah, it, it, it makes the world feel actually lived in. Yeah, and it makes it come alive. Like, they get crank calls. and <laughs> They get prank <laughs> calls. Like they, get, they get people calling normal. about silly things. And, and, and in my case, a cat decides to join in the podcast. Say hi to, say hi to, say hi to Maddie Bootsy. <laughs> oh, I am not cutting that out. That's good. Of course not. It's a cat. Um, just um, scanning my notes again. Usually, I'm much more organized than this. This is a very messy well, episode. Well, well, but oh man, Gary Busey as Peter Keys, who Gary Busey's son was in the 2018 Predator movie as uh, Peter Keys' son. I think his name is like Jacob yeah. Keys or something like that. <laughs> but I thought that was really fun how they brought him back. <laughs> Uh, indubitably part of that whole world building thing do you yeah do you have any uh, other notes well i can tell you that i i can tell you that um i don't generally take notes it's just it's just how i roll i as you know for the wraith cast i i, I i'm yeah. very I'm a, I, play, I play very fast and loose when it comes to you know scripts as in i never Fair write enough. them <laughs> well this is um, I'm recording these a month in advance, so this is gonna be the fourth episode. So I think you know what we can we can slack off a little bit. Of on course, the you know, well, uh, slacking off is not quite the term I use. It's just like you've gotten used to it. You've gotten shit figured no. out. You know, we can vibe. We can we can yeah, let we this can one vibe, slide. <laughs> one note I do have about um Predator uh, about Predator Two is that going back to that world building thing, part of it is building not just the human world but the Predator world too because. Yes, and how it addressed that, like, the Predators have been here for a while, and there's more of them, because, uh, you know, Harrigan gets the, uh, the pistol, the flintlock, from, uh, the, I don't know, like, the chieftain of the yeah, Predator from the, tribe, from, the, from the elder, who I presume was supervising the hunt, uh, just to see how, just to see how our yeah. city boy was doing, but, uh, but also, even the little things, like, uh, I think it's the forensic analysis chick who, uh, studied... Oh yes, who I studies, love that like, woman. The the metal barb that is part of uh, the city hunter's net gun. Yeah, and, and it's like yeah. this is made out of a metal that isn't found anywhere on the periodic table, and it's like the aliens have yeah. post transition metals that people don't know about, which is a level of advanced technology of advanced technology that one would not necessarily expect from a bunch of alien cravens, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, um, oh, no, 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 never mind. I was going to say that I think it was the first time that we see that water affects the cloaking device, but then I remember the scene in Predator 1 where, you know, uh, the Predator comes out of the river when Dutch falls yeah. in. Um, oh, man, one of my notes is just Tony Pope in all caps. I love Tony Pope. He's so funny. Uh, <laughs> Tony, yeah. He's ridiculous, but he's the kind of ridiculous that you can totally get behind because he's just so damn funny. Yeah. Yeah. You, whenever he's on screen, it's just, he's, well, I'm in for a laugh. I always, yeah, I always have fun with Tony Pope. And it also ties into my thing about the movie feeling like a cyberpunk campaign because, you know, the, the quote unquote players 
play as like the cop class, but then Tony feels like an NPC designed in the media class, <laughs> and he's like haranguing them <laughs> constantly. And it's oh, I love Tony Pope. I love Tony it, Pope. He just comes in, and he's got like, such this fun, infectious energy to him. I feel like he was inspired by Paul Verhoeven. Is that how you say? I never know how to say. I've his never name. heard that name before. Hold on a second. He's uh, it's the guy who directed um, RoboCop and Total Recall and Starship Troopers. Uh, let me see. Paul uh, Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of how Verhoeven likes to put in a lot of um, news broadcasts in his movies. So he did it a lot yeah. with RoboCop. Um, he did it a little bit with Total Recall. It wasn't as in-your-face as RoboCop, but it was on, like, the TV screens that, um, Doug sees on his, like, daily transit and in the world and in bars and stuff. I haven't seen Starship Troopers yet, but it's on the list. But yeah, I just, I love that. And it feels like Tony Pope was inspired by that, because Predator and... RoboCop came out yeah, the same the year. Yeah, the first Predator and the first RoboCop definitely did. And then... Um... Yeah, and then obviously a lot of these uh, action heroes and, and action movies like to pick bits and pieces from each other. Like, there's a rumor that, like, there's yeah, a rumor exactly. that for for Predator, it was either for Predator or for Terminator, because uh, that's how this works. Part of the rumor is that the Terminator that we've got that we've gotten into the Terminator that we get the T eight hundred is actually modeled off of Alan Schaefer, uh, Dutch from the first Predator movie. Ooh. But you know that never you know that's just a little that's... fan theory that doesn't really have much evidence. But that's but because it they're constantly picking and choosing references from each other. I mean, again, the alien skull on the on the Predator ship. Uh, Al, uh, Dutch Schaefer being Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's in, who is in everything in this, in this era. Yeah, totally. He's the Ryan Reynolds. I still need oh, to yeah, watch he, Commando. A, Commando, <laughs> that's another one. Like, how many, like, Val Verde was actually taken from Commando. Oh, yeah, because wasn't that the same director? Lots of Googling. Um, Lots of research. No, it was someone else. But, someone yeah, else. But, someone else. Uh, while uh, you're there, <sighs> double check for me that Commando came first, right? Yeah, Commando was 1985. Predator was 87. Predator being, the first Predator being set in Val Verde. That was swiped right from Commando because Valverde was invented for Commando. So yeah, I think that's just really funny that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in two movies that both feature the same fictional country that are both uh, <laughs> just completely. Oh just yeah, disconnected. like that's an example. Aside oh from yeah, that one it's, it's part of like action movies taking from each other all the time and movies doing this all the time. And it's like it isn't just like lore bits or characters or actors. It's directors stealing techniques and inspiration and are inspired by filming techniques of other people. Like the the shitload yeah. of news broadcasts and the amount of time we get to see the wonderfully hilarious Tony um, in Predator 2 and being inspired by Robocop. That's not unusual. Mm. And in fact, it's actually quite endearing. Yeah. I also had... I love all the weapons in this movie because some are like normal and then some of the police weapons have like these weird little chrome attachments that just give him a little more sci-fi oh, feel totally to and like it makes me s snicker because it's like wow chrome 
How 90s of you. <laughs> and so this came out in 1990, but if I remember correctly, the movie was set in 1995, which makes me think it's like this weird alternate future that lines up slightly with ours, but not entirely. Yeah. And maybe there is something to my cyberpunk <laughs> campaign theory, because Mike Pondsmith's cyberpunk, which is what I'm thinking of, that started to take off around the 80s and 90s. So so the start yeah. the beginning of cyberpunk but also having aliens because why the fuck not it's the 90s we can do whatever the hell we goddamn please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, my timer closed. Oh wow, we actually hit time for that segment. I didn't notice cuz my stopwatch closed. But um things that you what are some things that you dislike? in this movie or what do you just like feel could have been done better and i'm gonna go first because i literally just have the one note uh, i probably would have had more if i'd seen the whole like rewatch the whole movie but i didn't like that leona was pregnant that felt kind of forced uh, yeah and i mean yeah i don't know it's... i just didn't like it it, it only is addressed for like a couple seconds so i didn't think much of it but i don't know i nah, didn't really need and... that it's it it's whatever i think it would have been kind of neat um okay this i may be getting my movies uh mixed up here but one of the predator one of the predator movies it. might be predator 2 might be uh avp um there's a plot point where one of the females is one of the ladies is pregnant so the predator doesn't attack her because she's carrying a kid yeah that's predator 2 yeah, that's, that's yeah, leona okay so so it does kind of factor in plot-wise because it's like, oh, it shows that these guys actually have some level of an honor code. Leona doesn't get fucking whacked despite the fact that, you know, uh, she tries yeah. something because she is pregnant. So forced, I don't know if it's like yeah. the right thing because it at least does introduces, you know, more lore and, you know, factors into the plot. But it's not even... Not I would say I would say it ex Bans yeah. on moral law because in the first one it's established that if you're not armed they won't attack you because they don't see you as like worthy sport. yeah uh exactly and not even and and that's if i just want to be that's just if i want to be pragmatic and be like oh you know oh it just serves a plot purpose uh but like yeah i was not that fussed about leona being pregnant personally like it's yeah it's not like a huge sticking point for me i just i would prefer if we didn't have it but in the grand scope of things yeah it's whatever uh i think um <laughs> one of the things i ironically was not a huge fan of was um was one of the scenes because it, it's more of an outside <laughs> thing um because i had to watch predator 2 and it was on the tv so i had to watch it and my little sister who was nine? Oh, no. Nine, I think, at the time. This was twenty. Hold on, this was twenty fifteen. So I was. So I had. So I had just turned eighteen, not that long ago. At that point in time, I just uh, thirteen. She would have been thirteen at the time, and she's like, "What you want?" She's like, "What you watching?" Right as the commercial comes out, and we're zooming in on the drug lord's apartment. Right as he's in the, uh, right uh, as he's in the middle of a, a very important meeting with a lady in his bed, as we shall say. <laughs> I mean, we're not, <laughs> we're not like 
completely, you know, prudent on this. But you can oh, say oh, they were yeah. boning. Okay, well, <laughs> if that's the case, I didn't know what the. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like go, like we were, no, we were yeah, visiting go ahead, go ahead. town with those two people, and she just gives me this look, like predator, huh? Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm serious. So, so I'm serious, and I had to show, and like oh. right when the guys bust in, I show that it was actually Predator too, and she's like, "Okay, so this is like that secondhand embarrassment." Is like, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> yeah, that's not great to have little ones yeah. around at the most inopportune uh, yeah, no. times. No, 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 no. And it's like I'm not even sure if it had to be that gratuitous and last that long, but as well but it could yeah. also just be the bias of being like this was extremely awkward <laughs> i mean i don't even think it lasted that long because it was only about seven seconds maybe it just maybe. felt longest wait a minute did you have a stopwatch for that scene <laughs> <laughs> um oh i don't know i just uh, ran through it a nah, I, I, but I, yeah leona's pregnancy i will admit yeah i will concede eh, i didn't need that part but yeah, whatever. It was yeah. It's, the 90s. A, again, it's not the worst. It's not the worst thing they've done to females in the nineties. I'll tell you that much, right? Like yeah. Or even um, in, at least she yep, lived. At least she lived. Unlike some of the poor bastards that we actually liked. Uh, I actually kind of liked the. I actually kind of liked the Jamaican gangbangers before they got the before they got completely eviscerated. Uh, yeah. Oh, I really like the. Uh, I really like King Willie. Oh yeah, he's, so he's funny. King Willie was great. Uh, you know what I didn't like though? Um, mm. I didn't like that we didn't get enough of the forensic analyst. I would have liked to see her more. You know what? Yeah, I mean, again, these problems are very much in isolation. When you watch the whole movie end to end, they don't seem as glaring. And I won't say that the movie needed more of the forensic analyst but i don't think it would have detrimented if i don't think it would have been detrimental if the forensic analyst had more scenes you know i think that could be said for most of i don't know i wouldn't say most of the i feel like most of the characters got more screen time but there's a couple i could have done with a few more um tony broadcast that would have been been fantastic uh hey more more tony doesn't hurt and I think yeah, nothing like takes away, but nothing wouldn't hurt. To oh add yeah, more. like but but I got but you got to be careful about adding more because I I've mentioned this a couple times in previous movie casts that I've done for the Wraith cast. Shameless plug. Uh, um, but I never was a big fan of movies that like go longer than they need to. You know what I mean? So it's kind of so it's kind. So yeah, it's kind of one of those weird I. things where it's like, we kind of want more, but at the same time, we don't want too much more because that's how we get Avengers yeah. Endgame, which, like, again, yeah. I know why it's three hours long. I know, like, it's one of those things. But again, the only reason why I was able to sit through it was because I was watching it in the theater with my mom because she's a big MCU fan. If it wasn't for that, I literally yeah. probably would have walked out halfway through. Just been like, nope, this is too long for me. <laughs> but honestly, I don't know what kept me through Endgame. Uh, and the Batman is going to be two hours. I heard 55. about that. And I'm like, no, why? You made it too long. And apparently Matt Reeves was actually aiming for a two hour runtime. And I'm like, dude, you overshot it by like 30 percent. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, that's another time. That's another issue. Indeed. 
<laughs> another um, issue comic book movies yeah <laughs> sorry uh oh you uh, know what you, you know what would have been really cool um you, so mm. you remember the scene where where we find the predator in the meat locker and he's just chowing down oh yes i um, love that scene i think it would have been kind of cool if we because I, I don't necessarily i don't exactly remember if this was ever a thing because i know about the predator chase sequence where he's like where you know he's being chased by the cops and he's like bust he busts through some random fucking drywall in somebody's apartment at one point yes yes uh mike is chasing the predator towards the end of the movie and he leaps like 50 feet he gets his arm yeah. cut off and he manages to get into uh an apartment and in the time it takes Mike, because he's scared of heights, and they keep addressing this, which I liked. I like that they didn't have it in the beginning, and then they forgot about it. They they brought it back up, you know, and he's 10, 20 stories up on a ledge, on a very narrow ledge, and he has to climb down this massive pipe that's been broken by the Predator as he fell, and, like, climb into the apartment. And then the time it takes Harrigan to climb back down, <laughs> the Predator is, um, use this poor old lady's kitchen sink her her husband by the way is asleep through all of this (laughs) even when the predator roars in pain still asleep with jeopardy on the tv and like the predator's just like cleaning trying his best to clean his wounds as his old lady screaming at him yeah he um he cauterizes it he sets up this like little bunsen burner setup and he uh get makes this like weird alien paste and puts it on his wound and burns it to cauterize it and then he just busts through the walls and then through the door and it's like takes off and then we're at the predator ship and you know harrigan comes in and he's like it's okay i'm a cop and the, and the lady's like i don't think he gives well, a no, shit no of course he doesn't he just ran through drywall like like it was nothing but i think what would have been fun because <laughs> um, as far as i know we don't as far as i remember because I'll, I'll be completely honest with you i didn't have enough time to watch the full movie myself <laughs> But, uh, yeah. or rewatch it rather. But I remember, but I, I can't remember if, like, we ever had anybody confront the Predator inside of the meat locker. I, yes, kind of. Because remember, um, Peter Keyes' team went in, Owl, they went in, and they got picked off one by one, but, uh, Peter Keyes was still alive and he came face to face with the Predator, and that was when. Mike came in and no, Mike came in before and then Peter Keys intervened. Right. And, yeah, so they both had a showdown with the Predator in the meat right. okay. warehouse. Right, okay. I remember now. Yeah, okay. So again, that 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 one's on me because I didn't end up uh, uh, catching that scene, unfortunately. So that scene was, that point is completely moot. But I do like that because this is an extended stay for the big guy that he had to basically set up shop and find something to eat. So he basically yeah, and not only eat, but he used the equipment in the meat warehouse to clean the skulls. Oh yeah, he like like he, he had like a little nice little base of operations inside of a half frozen meat locker. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's well, really yeah. fitting. Plus, uh, plus it kind of plays into my personal theory that predators actually are from that predators theoretically should actually be from a frozen planet, not a warm, not a hot one. Ooh, because, that makes because sense. I could see their hunting traditions evolving from hunting for survival into hunting for sport. And, and not that. only that, but like the way their vision works, it's like a form of infrared. So, yes, so exactly. that would, so that would make sense for them to 
But that would also explain why they're attracted to heat. Heat equals prey. Prey equals sports. Ergo, why he ends up in L.A. Yeah. But then he's yeah. like, but then he's like leap. fuck me, it's too hot. So that's why he makes his base of operations inside of a meat locker, which, you know, you can freeze to death in a meat locker if you're locked in there too long. So, yeah, but these preds, are big boys, you know, chunky, eight feet tall. Plus, there if they're plus if they are naturally adapted to a cold environment, I'm pretty sure a meat locker would be considered balmy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's things we like, things we dislike. Uh, is this what are the kind of stepping stones for this movie? Is this a movie that you can enjoy to the fullest extent without any prior experience to the genre or franchise? So like um for the first episode, I did Superman Returns and myself and my co-host at the time, Aaron, we both agreed that like this is a good movie to watch. But if this is your first Superman movie, you're probably not going to like it all that much. So if you started with Predator 2, could you enjoy it? Did this movie remind you of any others? What would you recommend for people who like this movie? You You could almost definitely watch Predator 2 on its own, like without even having to watch the first one, because... It doesn't really tie in that much to uh, to the first one, if I got to be honest. And what little it does, yeah. it's like it's about as much as like the background lore picking up, like you figuring out that Leona's mean and then finding out that she's pregnant, which leads to the predator not killing her because she's pregnant. You know, that ki- that kind of level of lore yeah. stuff. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. So these guys have been around for a little while. And yeah. And also, and, and that plays oh, no, into ahead, again, yeah. you know, the Jamaican tradition and all that. They've been around for a long time. You could almost put the, all the references to the first Predator completely aside and just watch it on its own. Like you could almost treat mm. Predator Two as a full blown standalone flick. Yeah, I think that's why I, part of why I love it so much. But also on top of that, you do get a scene uh, when Harrigan finds Peter Keys's little hideout and he does kind of lay out the first uh, the events of the first movie for you so that's like a little catch-up and it's great because it it assumes that you've seen the first one without fully confusing you so you can watch like keys's explanation he i think the most he detail he ever went into was like a couple years ago we sent a team into south america and then they encountered an alien hunter and that's about the extent of it and i think it, it ties yeah, up real and, nice. and again like i said that amount of detail is not that far off from what you can glean from the jamaican gang and their history with the predator you know so yeah exactly like, oh that's cool wait this the wait they're referencing an earlier movie I could watch that if I really wanted to, but if you can't, then there's no need. It's relatively stress-free. Like, yeah, it's not littered with Valverde Easter eggs and shit like that. So, yeah, exactly. So I would say, Uh, what would you say? I would say, yeah, yeah, no, go, go. Because I I was going to move on to say, for sure, you can watch this this uh, movie on its own without any other context. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's fair enough. If people liked this movie, what would you recommend to them? Naturally, I would recommend to them many of the action movies from the era. You know, uh, uh, mm. Escape from L.A., because, you know, that also takes place in the, in the semi-future version of Los Angeles, because a lot of these movies take place. Yeah, I haven't heard of that, but um looks interesting. Uh, I've Googled takes, it. There's a lot of them that take place in L.A. So. Yeah, because the L.A. drug trade was 
Uh, also, Big Los Angeles Santana. was the city of the stars and also the seediest fucking place on earth at the same time. So that juxtaposition was great. Yeah. Um, naturally, any Arnold, well, not any Arnold Schwarzenegger movies because Arnie isn't actually in Predator 2. Um, but again, yeah. like Escape from LA immediately comes to mind. Die Hard comes to mind if you want your protagonist to be a cop. Um, Robocop as well, because mm-hmm. again, uh, Total Recall came out. Total the Recall same year. that would have been another really good one. But back to RoboCop, if you liked if you liked Tony mm-hmm. and his news broadcast level nonsense, then RoboCop you you'd be all in on. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Definitely. first Predator movie, which then naturally then tangents to all the Arnie movies like Commando, uh, Commando, Running Man, yes. which hilariously is a Stephen King book that. It's like I think it's I think it is <laughs> the adaptation that is the least faithful to the source material, but is still but is still <laughs> good. You know what I mean? It's like there are more faithful adaptations that are absolutely garbage, and then and then you have Running Man that's just like fuck the source material and is still good for some reason. It's weird. <laughs> but back to Predator Two. Uh, and okay, I'm probably gonna get his name wrong. Donald Glover is that his name? That it's Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Donald Glover is childish Gambino. Yeah, I knew I was. Gonna... Danny Glover I is. I knew actor. I was gonna get that wrong because I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. Oh, Donald Glover. No, no, is an I know actor, what you mean. But, uh, yeah. Donald Glover's the new blood. Danny Glover's the old blood. So yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no other Danny Glover movies immediately come to mind, but I definitely recommend checking out Danny Glover flicks as well. I swear I could have sworn Danny Glover was in Lethal Weapon. If he's in Lethal Weapon, then that's definitely a big old recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Dan- with Gary Busey as well, which I did not know. Um, I had RoboCop as well because it also has a very nice team dynamic uh, together. This movie, like I said, all the characters bounce so well off each other. They're so fun that you can really like feel their relationship together. And, like, how they work as friends. RoboCop has a very similar thing with Alex Murphy yeah. and Anne Lewis. I think they bounce very well off each other. And they're very fun. I had Point Break, if you would like to see more of Gary Busey. He's very different in his role in Point Break. Uh, it's a movie about, you know, surfers robbing banks. It's got Keanu Reeves and my beloved Laurie Petty, who voices Livewire in Superman oh, the Animated wait. Series. Oh, yeah. She's oh you, gotta, you gotta love Livewire. Yes. And also, I found this website called, uh, what was it? Bestsimilar.com. And what it does is it finds, you punch a movie into the search bar and it will find movies like that. Uh, and the highest non- Predator franchise rated movie for Predator 2 was Doc Angel 1990, which I have not seen, but I plan to make extensive use of this uh, website. Yeah, I have so never. I have noted that down for my watch list. I've never heard of it. What's it called? Dark Angel? Yeah. Dark Angel 1990. It's uh, another LA drug trade movie, but apparently it's got aliens and in it. And wait. So. Okay, unless I'm. It must be a different. Yeah, I, I got a different Dark Angel. Which is an American Dark Angel? Yeah, because I got the one from two thousand, which was an American sci-fi TV show. Okay, so it's called "I Come in Peace," but it was released under the alternative title of Dark Angel. So either, uh, yeah, that is an mm, interesting. I come in peace. Oh shit! 
Holy no, shit! Right Christopher Lambert uh, lost his fucking marbles in this fucking image here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the alien, I, I, I presume it's the Wait. alien guy. He looks like Christopher Lambert with his long hair, but I think it's Dolph Lundgren. Yes, it is Dolph Lundgren. I was about it's, to it, say, <laughs> I was. We must be looking at two very different. Well, movies. it's Dolph Lundgren, but his hair immediately made me think of Raiden from 1995 Mortal Kombat. So <laughs> that's another one that you would like if you like blood, guts, and gore. Obviously, go watch the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Um. So again, bit of a shorter cost, so a little bit more choppy, a little bit more freeform. Uh, we'll call this the rough cut. We'll call this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call well, this like the special edition or something. Cut. <laughs> well, wait. Director's cuts are usually longer. Uh, at, at least. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just cut out last. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, all I know is that all I know is that um, it never hurts to have like different versions of your show because because I, I did I do point f- I do shorter versions of my cast called the point fives, except. Except for the Lady Shiva yeah, yeah, yeah. one, that one ended up being five and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, but anyways, last question for this episode: If you were in Predator Two as an extra or maybe a minor background role with like three to five lines, what scene would you like to be in? Um. Okay, I have two answers for this one. Uh, actually, the first, yep, give the them first both. one presumes okay. that I get an extra scene. And it's a scene involving the meat locker. And I want to be the guy who owns the meat locker. And my whole role would be, I come in, I see the predator there. He's doing his thing, whatever. I look, there's like 10 seconds where we're just staring each other down. And then I just go back to my meat locker duties and just completely, and just completely <laughs> ignore the guy. And then the predator is just like, he's just I staring like for that. an extra five seconds like of confusion. That. And then goes back to do his thing. Like, I'd be like the meat locker guy who's just like, you meet all kinds in L.A. and just moves on with his day. And then I if like I had, yeah. well, one? this one, this one is presuming I wasn't allowed to make a new scene, but I would like to be uh, I'd actually like to be one of the cops, uh, like maybe a, like maybe another new yeah. guy. Uh, it's weird to say that I want to be one of the cops considering, uh, but um, yeah. I just want to be one of the, or in this fantasy land, we can put, or wait, even better, even better. I seconds. would actually be a janitor at the cop station and, and I would have, I would mm-hmm. have an exchange with, I would like to have an exchange with Leona as I'm like cleaning her desk. Maybe she's going off to go investigate yeah. things. And I would just have this smarmy little comment or just have this little comment. Just be like, same sort of idea. Just be like, like or just be like this city's the city's gone down the shitter since X weird event happened. But you know, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a fun idea. Um, I think I would be. Hmm, I would either be one of the Jamaican voodoo posse members, <laughs> or I would be. Hmm, I don't think I would be like a cop, cop, but I want to be one of the guys behind the desk. I want to be like the guy answering the phones, fielding calls about ladies plumbing. <laughs> I want to be be that guy. I want to be like someone like that guy. I want to field all the public's (laughs) dumb questions. (laughs) I actually really like that one. Ooh, I actually have, I actually have a bit of a talking point for you. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We have the time to. (laughs) Clearly. So this is a bit of a, 
weird side thing, but the Predator himself, the City Hunter. I want to d- dive a mm. little bit more into that boy himself and think if you could remake Predator 2 in the modern day with all yeah. the new Predator lore or like rehash would be the better term. Like you're making Predator five after yeah, yeah, yeah. five or six after prey comes out uh and you're going back to la you're revamping it for the you're revamping it for the modern era yeah just like predator 2 but like time has progressed yeah. since then what would you do with the pre- with the predator in particular what kind of weapons would you give uh give it would you make it a female this time uh yeah definitely female predator seeing as you know predator hunting grounds is given us that so why not put her on the big screen um i would also i would probably just like port predator hunting grounds to the big screen which is you know, not a, an especially outstanding video but game it's great for pre- it's great for a predator i would like to see more. more yeah exactly it would um it's got a lot of weapons that i would like to see i would have you know obviously aside from the wrist blades and the plus plasma Costa cannon or whatever the plasma, plasma caster, cannon. Yeah. Um. I would also have. That's the one. <laughs> Aside from the wrist blades and the plasma costa, I would also have the bow as the primary weapon. I mean, this is the this and... is the t- bows are in vogue, so that almost rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> uh. What other move? Oh, I would like to see maybe the hammer. The hammer. I don't know. I would like to see a human wielding Predator. the big. Arch. Uh, Viking hammer and predator People hunting. Trying ground. to, and it's just too heavy. You know what I? No, no, they they do it. I'd cost oh, like the yeah. rock or you something. You know what? You know what I actually do. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Uh, with with the Predator Two revamp, um, I would do the cheesiest fucking thing and be like, like, it'd be a rehash mm. of Predator. It's a rehash of Predator Two, and this time there's two of them, and it's like, and it's like Ooh. two predators working together. Then I don't know if the dynamic could be like a brother sister pair. They're twins. They're, you know, they're husbando yes. and wife. They're yes, husbando and waifu, or waifu and waifu, or husbando husbando. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck cares? The point is, two predators teaming up to hunt together. Yeah, I like that That's because very some, because cool. we almost always see uh, if predators are in teams. It's, it's like yeah, one. they're either on their own or they are working together because of some other asshole. What? Why not? F- I think it's more like. Um, I think it's more like, as I understand it, anyways. It's they send one off as like an initiation, but there's always a camp nearby of multiple, and those are like the elder hunters who are overseeing the rookie. Ye- um, and then when predators came out, it was like they come in threes, always in threes. So. I would like to see, you know, two at the same time. Oh, yeah. That would and, be like, fun. And obviously, different. Pre- I, I imagine that different predators in different cultures would have different uh, strategies. So maybe, yeah, because like maybe the, this is like the the no, this is like the the this is like the it's like the equivalent of that crazy young couple that's always like skydiving and rock climbing and whatever. <laughs> I kind of like but, that take. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where that's where they would end up. They would end up. They would instead of like rock climbing or skydiving or whatever, they're hunting giant aliens or small smart yeah, aliens in enough. the case of them hunting people. Yeah, and your thing about the cultures. I was gonna say because the predator hunting grounds hammer, the big like warhammer thing, that comes from uh, a Viking culture, and I would like to see different cultures explored because you know the predators are 
learning creatures, they borrow hunting tools from their different hunts. I would like to see a Chinese predator wielding like a crossbow or something. And when we did Predator on your cast uh, that didn't get to, you know, see the light of day, so I wanted to do it again here. You mentioned the cowboy Predator, like, using a six-shooter, and I would love Yo, to see that. Yo, I totally forgot about the Aaron Black Predator. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to build on that idea. I would say plasma six Yo, shooter. I like that. And oh, and like he likes the he likes the revolver that he took off of the off of the gunslingers he killed, but he's like bullets. Yeah. No. I can't bullets are inferior technology. We got to yeah. Because the plasma costas are, you know, we don't really see them improve over time. They have pretty much the same fire rate and like they're powerful, but they're slow. So it would make sense for the ultimate hunted to make a smaller light up faster version of that and then they can like balance out their arsenal indeed and plus i mean i kind of i was kind of inspired uh by this idea from avp requiem as bizarre of a movie as that was when uh when i think i think it was wolf uh, when wolf's plasma caster gets damaged and then he has to like retrofit it into a plasma hand cannon like yes yeah yes i love that yeah the hand cannon made it to hunting uh, yes as it well, did and it made me very happy because I, I i love i love that idea and yeah. we could even go one step further an aztec predator that sees the macro weedle and is like i love this but i can make it better and it's like and and you know how <laughs> the macro weedle it has obsidian shards and it's kind of like basically a giant cricket paddle blended with a saw yeah what if it was yeah. a chainsaw That's what cool. can i say I like that. anything that even remotely looks like a saw you turn it into a chainsaw it becomes three times cooler instantly absolutely um i think we should we can cut it off there uh so that will be the credits roll for us thank you so much for joining us and thank you brian for allowing me to steal a little you bit can of your steal time. my time anytime maddie <laughs> Thanks, man. uh i know you've been dropping plugs all through the podcast but this is the official segment to do it is there anything you uh would like yes to well uh the plugs were subtle but now but now i get to fully sell myself out and talk a little bit more about the content that i do um uh, and maybe some upcoming things that I'm going to finish up. I am currently doing gaming series on my channel, the chamber of the wraith, because I was a little edge Lord back in 2015 when I renamed my channel. And that has not changed <laughs> since because I'm too far gone. Um, and I'm, I've also got plans to finish an audiobook series. Think of a jig that I've, that, you know, I've been doing on and off for the past little while. That's been super duper fun. And I look forward to doing more of those in the future. And, Again, once a month, we uh, when in the month kind of bounces around because schedules can get messy, especially especially these days. But I, I, I tend to have a few people on. Maddie's a regular on that. And we just talk about on the Wraithcast, whatever the hell uh, teases our fancy. I mean, just a cup. Uh, well, just a couple of days ago or yesterday, I believe we recorded. And yesterday we yeah, recorded yesterday. tomorrow. It's going up uh, the episode on mechs and giant robots yeah and it's tomorrow the 18th because these are all going up a month in a like from now oh, that's my episodes right. so that's, that's this right. recording will be a month so this is yeah, so, so 
that's 18th of January. The Metcast. Yeah, there we go. Up. So yeah, the Metcast goes up then. So whatever the cast is for February, I hope you check that out too. I, I'm bouncing ideas around. I don't know if I like should go back to maybe if we can. Oh wait, I'm I'm just looking at some of the books I had here because I was just reading it and I thought, oh. Oh man, no, this episode is going to be up in March because I got the three for January and then it's a video game episode and yours is going to be the first no. of March. Well, not like the first of March, but the first oh, episode. Oh shit! Of hey, so I so I guess February and March. Who the hell knows what I'm gonna do? I do know that by this point in time, I should have a series on Marvel's Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects up come um up on the channel, um and because I've started doing more emulated series because I'm I want to do PS2 games because the PS2 is my baby. So you know I'm taking some of those older games as well as doing series things on them as well i try to yeah. be consistent with my uploads but these days i'm finding i just don't have the steam for it so if i don't upload on a certain day when i say i'm gonna upload on a certain day i apologize but you know how it is um but <laughs> i will say i yeah. think just to be a little bit sneaky sneaky even though it's not necessarily sneaky sneaky because it's going to be up by the time this is up i think i'm going to do my yeah. next cast on batman stuff specifically because we have because i've done arkham cast before but i haven't done anything batman specific yeah. so because i'm like looking at my essential batman encyclopedia which i need to get the superman and wonder woman version of this as well but uh yeah i think i think we'll i think we'll do a batman cast and that'll be super duper fun and we get to dunk on bruce wayne because who doesn't want to do that but that's enough of me rambling about my shit this is your, this is your, this is your show yeah. this is your show god damn it um, i know it's all right like i said we've kind of th there is less content in this episode than i would have liked because obviously we didn't we both didn't have time so we didn't have much to talk about so we had to fill that time with the uh predator rehash discussion but you know um i'd say we're coming to the end now last thing uh is there a movie that you would recommend that isn't that doesn't have anything to do with what we just talked about it can be a favorite it can be you know a, a new watch uh just something that is just like completely uh non-predator slash alien uh, related well actually yeah you can just pick know, one out I of know, thin air it I doesn't know. have to be you don't have to think i'm well aware but it. the trouble with that is that i don't watch a lot of movies but I, but what's, oh, but what's funny is that a lot of the movies I do watch are like documentary style flicks and you can recommend uh, a documentary because, cool. cool. um, the, the, I don't know why my mind directly went to this, but if anybody remembers kind of the heyday of animal and educational content on like discovery channel and animal planet, that was like from the mid nineties all the way to the late two thousands. Uh, there was a show on discovery channel slash animal planet called, um, okay. There's actually two, but I'll make the first one real quick. The future is wild. If you want to see how creatures potentially evolve in the future, do that. But the main one is alien planet, which is like a 90 minute documentary thing about probes going to an alien planet and studying the aliens there. And the show itself is based off of a book called Expedition by Wayne Douglas Barlow, which I highly recommend if you can track it down to read because that book is incredible. So, yeah, I would recommend watching Alien Planet or The Future is Wild because I am like that. Very cool. Just to keep it uh, even, I think I will recommend a documentary as well. I'm going to recommend Side by Side, which is a documentary about the progression of 
the technology used to film movies, uh, the progression of cameras, the future of cinema, and it's hosted by Keanu Reeves. So, and he interviews uh, a bunch of directors and movie stars about their thoughts on the future of this industry that I have chosen to talk about. And I thought it was very interesting. So, if you want to hear yeah, Keanu was... Reeves talk for the better part of like an hour and 30 minutes, uh, perfect. Watch Side by Side, released in 2012 if you need a date. All right. Uh, thank you once again for attending this week's showing of our feature presentation. I will see you again next week as I host a screening of I Don't Know. Uh, this is, I have a bunch of hosts lined up, but they haven't confirmed any times or anything at this point um so i don't know what's gonna be coming after this one but i do have a couple in mind so yeah that's gonna be fun pick up your trash before you leave 